ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way how to make a podcast. And it's free. There's a Christian tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast, which is great, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? Ever. Available on six platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. I am the professional handicapped James Cox. And, <laughs> and who I've got with me is the the host with the most, the drummer that makes too much noise when he's drumming only. Yeah. Broadly. What's going on? That's man? me. Yeah. I am a, I am a um a serious noisemaker behind the kit. So we have a professional drummer and a professional handicap. Oh, professional? Yeah. I about professional. I mean, you're in, of course, but as for me... You, you don't consider yourself a professional? I have not made a dime. Oh, man, what? <laughs> being a, all being them, a drummer. All them tours you go out with, like Black I Label wish. Society and, you know, when they ain't on now. Huh? I wish. Oh, I can man. tell you this. I can tell you this, man. There's rewarding things that comes with playing... Uh, playing at church, but I definitely don't make any money. Really? <laughs> Even when I was playing, like in you know punk bands and stuff, whenever I was in high school, right? Uh, we we didn't make any money. Not no. a not a not a cent. Um, but it was it, you know it's it, it was still cool because you had a band and we yeah. had MySpace pages, so yeah. we were always updating the MySpace page. Yeah. Uh, we came across like a tape recorder, um, and uh, we used to record some of our songs um, on the tape recorder. Right. And then I worked uh, kind of under the table part time at a radio station, and uh, so I would take the cassette tapes from recording and uh, go to the um, go to the radio station. And one of the engineers that was there was able to convert. Uh, everything on the cassette into an mp3 and so we could upload it to our myspace page and dude i thought i had made it i was All like right. i'm a band that has mm. music yeah. on myspace right oh yeah that was, <laughs> man that was lit back then you know everybody loved and my face it yeah. sounded like pure tea dog crap garbage <laughs> yeah like a, it was yeah. horrible man oh man but 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 no. we'll get you there though we'll We'll get you there. Maybe this podcast will open up doors, you know. Yeah, it could. So. It very well could. Yep. So what's up, man? You you had an interesting man. Interesting oh man. Night. Well, let me tell you about the whole week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So last Wednesday, I met Kirk Hammett from Metallica. Man, that was big stuff for me. Right. Um, I've been a big fan of them since I was like 15, 16 years old, and this is a dream come true for me, man. So, Oh, sure. The only problem was, well, it's not a problem when you're talking about Kirk Hammett. Um, it was $175 to meet him, but oh. I'm like, I don't care. I want to meet this dude, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I got a better deal because last night I had to meet up. Uh, the, the the meeting group with three hundred dollars, so I think I came out pretty damn good, you know. Oh yeah, five hundred seventy five compared to three hundred. Hell yeah, you know. Give me oh money. yeah, yeah. But he was pretty cool, man. Um, I asked him two questions. 
Uh-huh. One question was, what happened to his wavecaster? I don't know if you've seen a movie called Cleaning Sense. You know, the Metallica movie Cleaning Sense. But he had a guitar that you can see through that he had some oil in it and it flowed, like, you know, with the oil and everything. It looked fantastic. Yeah. And he said that, man, he, he told me that... um. That thing, that thing busted open, and and all the goo and the oil fell out. I'm like, oh my god, you know. Ugh. Yeah, so he was, you know, he was kind of sad, you know. But sure. but, but it's fine because because I asked him to be on our podcast. Oh yeah, how'd that go? And I well, he did take my our card. Um, I yeah. do have cards made for us. Um, yeah. So I gave it to his um, uh, staff member that he was taking pictures with. Right. Um, so. I did get some pictures, of another, and I did see you the, the picture of me and him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was cool. cool. That was cool. I, um, and I and I would not be surprised that that scarf was like two thousand dollars. Yeah. That scarf <laughs> is on point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then last night was an awesome night too because he has a band. I don't know if you're aware of this, but he has a a, a side project band called the Wedding Band. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is a fully cover band band, you know, cover song so band, cool. right? So he covered, so so it was that coil on the rhythm guitar, Kirk Pounder mm-hmm. on the lead. You got the the, the lead singer from Ugly Kid Joe, mm-hmm. the drummer from Queens of the Stone Age, and Rob um, Trujillo, um, Trujillo. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's yeah. the bassist for for Metallica. Right, and he also was in the Suicide Machines, or not, excuse me, not Suicide Machines, Suicidal Tendencies. Yes, and um, um, I think he was on, also in Ozzy Osbourne, right? Yeah, I think he did play yeah. for Ozzy at one time. So cool. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, they covered fantastic songs, and in the night, um, they covered a great, great um, song by um, uh, the band called Heaven and Hell. Yeah. But it, it's a song, Heaven and Hell, by Heaven and Hell. Um, Heaven and Hell was it is was Black Sabbath with Robin with James Deal, Ronnie James Deal. Right. So that was my favorite song that they played the, the whole night. Cool. I saw yeah. some videos. Um, I saw one where they played Ace of Spades. Man, oh yeah. Cool. Yep, they played the. That's their, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they played so many cover songs. Some of them I I, I was unaware that 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 were cover songs, and we'll get to that later on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so tell me, what did you do this this week or this past week? Oh, man, um, so we, we've, had a, we've had a pretty busy week. Um, my weekend was great. It's like one of the few times that my weekends actually feel like a weekend. Uh, Saturday, we didn't do a whole lot. Um, my wife just had uh, LASIK eye surgery done uh, oh, Thursday. yeah. Uh, of last week so you know she was kind of out of commission this weekend she couldn't do a whole lot um and uh so i was kind of taking care of her but uh me and my buddy andrew went and had lunch um and and uh on saturday and then we we wanted to go look for comic books um so we did some comic book shopping yeah Yeah, we we, it was it was cool man we went we went to a place here in something called um second player yeah, and I didn't know that they had comic books. I knew they had like vintage video games, but I didn't know they had comic books. Right, and um, so we went in there, and I picked up four uh, different issues of comics, and two of them were old Avengers comics. Um, one thing that we want to do, like in our living room, it, I have a small collection of comics, and a lot of them are vintage comics. So, one thing that we wanted to do was hang up shelves in our living room, and then take. Uh, and then take our vintage comic books and hang them up like in our living room. And so we went just browsing around just to see what was out there. I picked up two old Avengers comics, um, and then I picked up the first first appearance of Spider-Man from the Amazing Fantasy um, comic book line. And... uh, and then I found one that was um, uh, a crossover that D 
DC and Marvel did back in the nineties where mm-hmm. the justice league like fights the Avengers and stuff. And right. Um, so it was cool, man. I was very satisfied Hell with that. Yeah. Had yeah. a really relaxing weekend. Um, yeah. church was great yesterday. Uh, me and Allie both played at church. So, um, it's always fun, um, playing at my new church. Right. Um, but it's even more fun whenever Allie's up there with me and oh, yeah. is able to yeah. sing. Always is. So, yeah. um, and then we just had a relaxing weekend and, uh, it was, it was very nice. Very, uh, it, it actually felt long and felt like I was rested by the end of it. So, good. Good, good. Yeah. You probably need it for this week coming, put, put working and everything, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's been <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, been quite a Monday so far, and I was like, I'm glad I had a really relaxing weekend. Right. And it's see, only lunchtime for and, me. And, and, and right now is, is the best time of the day. Cause exactly. Because you're, you're doing this, right? Exactly. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> I got one question for you. How long did, did Ellie's uh, surgery take? Because I thought about doing that. LASIK Dude, surgery. It, uh, so my sister took her. Yeah. And, uh, so I get a text from my sister. She just went back. This was probably three o'clock or so on Thursday last week. 20 minutes later, I got a text that said, okay, she's done. I was like, seriously? 20 minutes? Yeah. And, uh, wow. okay. it's the, it's the recovery time that yeah. takes so long. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. And, wow. uh, Allie said that the actual procedure probably took a total of 15 seconds. Um, like wow. you spend a good 10 to 15 minutes of them just prepping your eyes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so yeah. the yeah. actual surgery does not take long at all. Now wow. she's, you know, she's had to rest her eyes a good bit. Yeah. Um, she has to be careful watching TV right now. Cause you know, sometimes focusing too much on the TV will hurt her eyes. Right. Um, and you know, she's got like a shield, like a, almost like goggles that she's been sleeping in. Right. Um, and uh, they kind of like ski goggles, kind of funny. Okay, and, cool. Uh, but uh, but yeah, she she said that she could already tell a difference. Yeah. So her her eyes were pretty bad. Mm. Um, and I'm jealous because I want glasses, and my I've got like perfect vision, oh, and right. I hate it. <laughs> it well, trust me, you don't want glasses because those those things are a pain in my rear to keep up with, dude. Yeah, that's what I heard. I just always thought that I would look like. Very a lot smarter uh, than yeah. intelligent, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just thought I would ever, I would always look cool with glasses, yeah, and right. so I really wanted them. And I'd go get my eyes checked, and they're like, "Yeah, your vision's like perfect." Like, oh, well, <laughs> like God, yeah. well, tell you what, go through the like the uh, like the corner store or something, and get you some frame, or some frameless glasses, you know, and just rock and rock those, you know. Yeah, you can always rock out I've with the. A, I've got a fake pair. Yeah, do that. Uh, and uh, I love them. Yeah. I just don't. I, I don't ever think to wear them very often. Oh, okay. Day, and I'll think about it, and I'm like, "Oh, I can wear my glasses here." Right. The problem is that when I wear them around people that I know, they're like, "Are those fake?" Right. And you're like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah." Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so this episode is going to be focused on cover songs, and it's a great thing because I saw a cover band. Yesterday yes. or last night, yes. And so I've just figured we would uh, share our favorite cover songs with the with the listeners out there. Yeah. Um. So, um. Do you do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um. I can start. Okay. Okay. Um. I want to. I want to share uh, a a uh, album that I uh, that is a great cover album um, by a band called Four Year Strong, um, and. Uh, they do this, they have an album where they do a bunch of 90s um, cover songs. Right. Um, for those who are not familiar with Four Year Strong, they're kind of like a, um, I would say they're along the same lines of A Day to Remember, uh, but they're, they're not as heavy. Like, they don't have a lot of screaming. Um, it's a lot of pop punk, uh, happy hardcore, if you will as it's been referred to before, but their, their cover album is called explains it all. And, um, you know, they have, uh, some really great ones on there. Like they do a version of bullet with butterfly wings by smashing pumpkins. Um, ironic by Alanis Morissette, semi charmed life by, um, third eye blind, uh, spider webs by no doubt. Um, and, uh, probably my favorite one on there is in bloom. 
um, obviously uh, Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, really cool cover album. Um, Four Year Strong Explains It All is the name of the album. It's pretty pretty awesome. Okay, cool. Um, one album that I want to cover... Well, well speaking of um, cover uh, albums, we're going to focus on that subject a little bit more. Um, yeah. There is this gr- great band by the name of Foo Fighters. Yes. And, yeah, and uh, they have a album called Medium Rare. Now, Medium Rare, um, Apple Apple uh, Music doesn't have it. Spotify doesn't even have it. Wow. Um, and, th- and this is the reason why. It says, Medium Rare is a cover album by Foo Fighters. The album was released on April 16, 2011, as a limited edition vinyl, rec- vinyl for Record Store Day. An event that celebrates independent record stores, apart from the new recordings of Bad Reputation and This Will Be Our Year, and even the live version of Young Man Blues. All tracks have been previously released on as B-sides or in compilation albums. So you can find the all, all of your cover songs on different albums, but they released all of these songs on this one album for a limited time. Wow. So I thought it was pretty interesting because I never even heard of Medium Rare album. album. Right. And the funny thing is they, they, they have a uh, Medium Rare steak on their cover of, of, of the album. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, great, that's great, you know? Yeah. Great stuff. So, um, they do a good album, they do a good cover of, um, I forgot what the band name is called, but, uh, they do all their uh, cover songs are very, very good, and you know, I mean, you can't go wrong with Foo Fighters. Anything that yeah, Foo Fighters not. do is like, it's like great A stuff, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, and uh, speak uh, more about cover albums. Um, I got some cover albums that I want to share with you all. Um, yeah. Of course, we got Teal album by Weezer. Yeah, um, man. From Africa to uh, a lot more songs. Um, I'm, I'm getting kind of confused about what's on album. Oh, I can tell you exactly okay. because I, I listened to the listened to that album Religious so much yeah. whenever, they, whenever they released it. Right. Um, so we, uh, me and Allie <laughs> saw uh, Weezer um, last year, mm-hmm. and they, oh, man, they did not disappoint. No. Um, they played Africa, and it just and just brought the house down. It was so great. Yeah. Um, but uh, there one of one of my other favorite ones on there because I just love Africa is a great song to begin with. Oh yeah. Um, originally by Toto. Right. Um, most people most people know it, but my favorite cover that's on that album is uh, their cover of No Scrubs by TLC. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, that's the, that's that, that's probably the least. Um, uh, you know, thing that you would think that they would do. You know? It's so it is so funny because, like, just to hear their their singer and he's so you know soft spoken and kind of right. nerdy. Right. And yeah. It, it's just it is just hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Um, most noted songs on that album is uh, "Happy Together," um, "Take on Me" by Aha, uh-huh. uh, "Stand by Me" is a beautiful song too. Uh-huh. So if you haven't checked check that out, please do um, download it, buy it, own it. You know it's a fantastic album. Yeah. Um, are you a are, are you a big fan of Six, Six Feet Under? Have um, you heard of that band? I have. I, I'll be honest. I have. I've never listened to them. I couldn't name you one song. I know a lot of people love that band. I just right. never got around to checking them out. Well. Uh, the the lead singer Chris Barnes is a was the uh, lead singer from a Cannibal Corpse, and he uh, split oh, with the band okay. yeah way back in the day, and he mm-hmm. created the band Six Feet Under. Six mm-hmm. Feet Under is a band that you have to have um a um a very you have to be opened up to their music because their music is very um you know at your face yeah and kind it's, of hard. it's pretty heavy stuff right it, it is very heavy stuff. But they released uh, four albums of uh, cover songs that, that each album is called Graveyard Classics, you know, one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Um, 
they're um they uh, one of those uh classic albums is the whole um back in black album by easy Easy. wow it is tremendous um so anybody that loves heavy metal or a step higher i don't know where it's a step higher but it might be like 10 steps higher um you know in your face straight you know cookie monster lyrics um, yeah. give Six Feet Under a chance because that's a very, very great band. Right. So, uh, you want to cover the next uh, cover album? Yeah, um, I've got this one. is probably one of my favorites ever and I'm so thankful that I got this album on vinyl um, uh, for Christmas this year. Um, but, uh, my, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites by one of my favorite bands ever. It's a Misfits cover album called 19, uh, Project 1950. And it's the Misfits, for those of you who know their, you know, their backstory, they were heavily influenced by Elvis and a lot of these singers and groups from the fifties. Um, and a lot of their melodies and their songs are if you were to switch them to major keys, um, they would sound like songs straight from the fifties. So mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty interesting. Right. Um, but they did a whole album called Project Nineteen Fifty, and uh, this was well after it, it. There's there's so many eras of the Misfits. It's well after Danzig. Um, it's well after Michael Graves in the nineteen nineties. Um, this was when Jerry only the bassist took over lead vocals. And that's, it's been this, you know, this lineup ever since then, but this album came out in like Oh three, but, uh, they have really great songs on there. Like this magic moment, um, dream lover, great balls of fire. Uh, um, and my favorite is probably, uh, the monster mash, um, yes. which is so appropriate for them. Them being a, a horror punk band, but, uh, one other one to, to note on there, I just mentioned they were heavily influenced by um, Elvis. They do a cover of You're the Devil in Disguise. Um, and it's really neat, man. I, I got that album uh, on vinyl uh, over uh, the Christmas holiday. And I'm, I'm dying to get our music room together so I can set up the record player and just listen to it. I bet it sounds so good. Right. Can't I wait. Had, I had the chance to see the Misfits back in the, you know, back like 10 years ago. They were coming to. Wow. Yeah. I don't know where they could work them in, but um, but I couldn't go for some reason. I'm like, damn, man, you know. And I think it was, yeah. the, and I think that was a time that Drew only was on bass. I mean, on uh, lyrics. Yeah. So that would be my favorite singer from that band was um was Michael Graves or Michael yeah. Graves or something. I think he did the best, you know, best singer for that band. Absolutely, I I loved the Graves era of the Misfits. Oh yeah. It's just- it was uh, like I love the Danzig era. I love Danzig solo stuff. Yeah, but it was something just the way that their music sounded in the nineties. Um, Michael Graves yeah, era was definitely it, my know? favorite. Yeah, those two albums are are amazing, and I could listen to them any time of the year. It doesn't have to be close to Halloween. I could just <laughs> nope. <laughs> pop it on. Same thing with just... Nightmare Before Christmas, man. You can watch it any Nightmare time of the year. Christmas. Yeah, yep. <laughs> any, any time of the year. Yeah. Okay, so the next uh, cover album I want to cover is going to be John Lennon's Rock and Roll. Um, yeah. This came out in 1975. I wasn't even thought of yet, probably. Because <laughs> I was born five years after, 1980. Right. Hmm. So this uh, this song, this song, uh, this album is covered with all the greats like Bebop Alua, um, My Big Bopper, uh, yeah. Stand By Me, Rip It Up. I think that's with, um, uh, um, I don't know, Rip It Up and Brady Teddy. That, that name escapes me, but I know who it is from, um, Do You Want to Dance, We Little Sixteen, Peggy Sue. It's all the, it, 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 it's basically all the old 50 songs, um, yeah. in a drumming and, um, soft, smoky style. You know, I, I've always considered drumming and to be the one of the, um, best singers in the 70s and 80s era. Right. Um, he's more like like a laid back kind of singer. He he doesn't really get in your face. He doesn't really you know hype it up. He just sings sings um, very mellow, and you you can understand everything that he says, yeah. which is great. 
because sometimes right. we can't hear half of these new artists, you know. So right. that's a great album too. So check it out. Um, Rock and Roll by John Lennon. Fantastic cool. album, yeah. Cool, uh, man. Okay, so um, speaking of um, uh, since we're on the subject of Metallica in the earlier show for yeah. today, um, Metallica did a cover song, a cover album called Garage Inc. Yes, and it is fantastic. Yes, there's a great Misfits cover on that uh, on that album. They do right. Die Die My Darling on that Garage Inc. album. It's so great. They do, and um. I don't know if you're aware of this, but they put out another album, cover album, called, um, uh, what is it, um, um, Run Through Garage or something, um, it's, they, 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 they released a past covers album, um, and they combined it with this, uh, this, um, album. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's a very good, uh, good album, um. It's got a lot of great songs by by uh, like so many bands. Um, it's Electric, Zebra, Cadabra, um, Turn the Pages, an amazing, amazing couple songs. I, yeah. I, 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 I kind of like it better than the Bob Seger one, to be honest. And that's I know that's kind of you know um, not well. Uh, I'm gonna get some hate for that. That's all I gotta say. Cause Bob Seger, man, Bob Seger's it. You know, I mean, you can't yeah. get anybody, but but turn the page, um, spices up a little bit more. And yeah. since I love rock and roll, I'm 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 a big fan from Turn the Page album. I'm I'm song. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got songs like, huh? I forgot that they actually they had another. Uh, it's actually another two Misfit songs that they cover on Garage Inc. Um. They do like a mashup of Last Caress and Green yes, Hill. You are correct on that one, sir. Totally forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Die Die in My Dawn and Last Caress and Green Hill. Which yeah. of those songs do you like more that they did? Um, I, I really like the Die Die My Darling one. Um, just because I love that. Like, if, if I'm going to pick. It's really hard for me to pick a Danzig era of Misfit song too. Like, which one is my favorite? But "Die Die My Darling" is up there. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I love to hear it covered. It's 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 awesome. Right. Um, my favorite song of the whole album is called "Am I Evil." Um, that's a band. That's a that's a song uh, that they covered. Uh, the original band is called Diamond Head. If you haven't checked them out, they're an old school um, metal band. Yeah. That uh, Metallica really looked up to. These are uh, these are essentially all songs that Metallica really liked and looked up to, so and they Metallica Metallica um got a good Metallica feel to it, you know. Yeah. So neat. Right. Um, I've got one. Uh, have, have you ever heard of the band Reliant K? Yes, sir. Um, so they have uh, they have great Christmas albums. Like they do really really good renditions of classic christmas songs i'd mm-hmm. check those out but i don't know if those technically count as cover songs because they're just christmas classics or whatever but um they do um they have two cover albums called uh it's called is for karaoke and it's a play on their name so reliant k and then album is is for karaoke so it's just a play on <laughs> right there, yeah but, yeah um but uh, yeah, so uh, some notable ones from that that are really good. Um, Girls just want to have fun. Um, they do "Baby" by Justin Bieber. Um, Everybody wants to rule the world. Now that's the first. Um, that's the first one. But you know they have they have an awesome cover of "Interstate Love Song" by uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Wow, I got to check that out. Um, they also have a really good cover of of Africa that they do. Okay. So check those out. It's uh, Reliant K. Uh, album's called "Is for Karaoke Part One and Part Two. So okay, okay, okay. So it has a uh, that's a two. That, yeah, is, a, is that the double disc or no? Yeah, I think it, I think it is a double disc. Okay. Um, if you look it up on like Apple Music or iTunes or something, yeah, uh, there's a. Uh, one of them has a uh, like a panda, 
um, singing karaoke. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, the other one looks like uh, like a takeout box for Chinese food. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, we're gonna focus on single songs instead of yeah. album songs, like album, album, um, cover albums. Um, so, uh, Mitch Fury has been um very mistaken for the song. He came out with the first. It's the man who sold the world. You know, yeah. you know that song, and, and, and I know that song. Um, yeah. that song's been covered by David Bowie and Nirvana. I thought yeah. I did a fantastic uh, rendition of it on their uh, unplugged yes. uh, special back in 92, right. 93, I don't know. But yeah. that song really killed it by Nirvana. Um, David Moore did yeah. an okay cover song. I'm not really a big much fan of that one as much as I am Nirvana. Yeah. But Mid Fury created that so that other people can make it a little bit, you know, Stand out a little bit better, you know. Mitsuru does, sure. does a great cover song too. I mean, does a great, you know, original song of the Man of the World. Yeah. But Nirvana really kicked it up, up, up a notch. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I love the uh, I love the Unplugged um, album. Um, I wish they were bringing that show back. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I know, man. It uh, it would be so it would be so incredible. Yeah. Um, I would love to see how some of these bands can, it's not an easy thing to do. No, um, especially if you're a, uh, if you're a heavy band, it's, it's really hard to transform your heavy music into an acoustic album. Right. Um, maybe we can do that for an episode or something. We can do like the best acoustic albums or something, you know, there, I've got plenty of those. That's um, That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, the unplugged show and some classics like Pearl Jam and Allison Chains, all those yeah. guys, man, so good. Right, it is. It is. Yeah. So, uh, Careless Whisper. Um, I, I I know you heard this one before. Um, it's, oh it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, George Michael song. He wrote it first in 1984, and it was covered by Caesar in 2007. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, Caesar made this really more of a, um, I don't know, kind of a, like a swaying back and forth song, you know? Relax. Yeah. It's a song that you can really relax to. Um, yeah. Like I said before, I'm not a big fan of, of the original one by George Michael, but that doesn't yeah. mean that it's not bad. It's good. It's great. But Caesar, yeah. you know, kicked, up, kicked it up a notch again. For sure. So, yeah, my, yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law. Um, Brian that I do uh, not religious with he uh, he is a huge George Michaels fan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did, he he did a great song. Yeah, he is a he is a huge George Michaels fan. It is and it's 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 so funny because you just wouldn't expect him to be a George Michaels fan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is it is great. We got him a uh, um, you know Wham was the band that George Michaels was in yes. uh, before he went solo. So, um, for Christmas one year, uh, me and Allie got Brian this, uh, wham t-shirt and like, you know, so last Christmas was their, their big Christmas song. Yes. And it's been oh my God. a thousand yeah. times, you know, right. yeah. but, uh, but, uh, so we got, we got him an old like vintage looking wham shirt, like from the last Christmas cover or whatever yeah, <laughs> and right. he wears it every christmas oh no huh. well i mean yeah can't go wrong with it you know no <laughs> so. um so the next song is called the sounds of science um you want to go into this one yeah man so originally um originally by uh simon and garfunkel um, um this song made a resurgence like a few years ago yeah and maybe it was because of disturbed but disturbed covered it and uh i remember it being so big on uh like the local rock stations and uh back when carolina rebellion was a thing right um i went to carolina rebellion one year that disturbed was playing and they played this song and man it was it was just incredible to watch because they you know they they really go all out with like you know it it wasn't a full orchestra because i mean you're limited to how many people you can have on that stage but um they i mean they made it sound it so good, oh, yeah. so good. And I read in in the in the article. I'm not sure which article I I um, read this from, but um, 
Paul Simon said that he and Garfunkel, Art Garfunkel wrote the song, um, and it's about, um, how we can never talk, how, how, uh, people would never will talk anymore, they were to be somewhere else. Yeah. And I don't know if he actually teleported to the future and saw that and then came back and wrote the song. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's true, because, um, now we're on our phones and, you know, I yeah. mean, it, it really is the sound of silence. Yeah, who so, knew, man? Simon yeah. and Garfunkel were time travelers. They they might they might have been, you know. <laughs> and and I and I know you and I, and I know y'all covered that on your not really this podcast. It's, we've, it's everybody we've, we've touched yeah. on yeah we've touched on yeah. time travel before yeah uh, and uh, I'm not opposed to it no um, I don't think it's around right now but I, who's to say that someone from the future hasn't already come back and. Right, exactly. And, and I believe yeah. that, and I believe that Paul Simon did to write this song, you know, because that's absolutely true. You know, we're never concerned about others anymore. We we're concerned about our phone and whatnot. So, oh yeah, Sound of Silence are uh, they came out in 1965 and Disturbed redid it in 2015. Yeah, yeah. So the next song we want to talk about is "Drift Away" by Dobie Gray. That kind of rhymed, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he wrote the song in 1973 and it was covered by Uncle Cracker in 2002. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know that this, you know, back when, like, the, the Uncle Cracker version was everywhere and it, on and the it's radio. it's so good, though, you know? It's so good. I could not avoid it, though. No. But a lot of people don't like it because it's like Uncle Cracker and I don't, because he, right. he roamed with Kid Rock. And I guess that was his big uh, no-no yeah. that people that people thought. But but uh, but that album, I still listen to it at the gym when I'm working out. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I mean that's a nice song to sit down and relax with, and you know. Yeah. But don't be great, drift away. Well, oh yeah. That rhymed again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, "Zombie" by the Cranberries, amazing song. Came out in '94. Um, this past well, I mean, okay, so Bad Wolves is a is a super group um, made by Tommy Vext and Dot Coil, and I know I'm missing a few more names in there, but that's the only band members that come to mind. Yeah. Um, they redid um the song Zombie from the Cranberries. Um, yeah. They got the lead singer from the Cranberries blessing, so. Uh, they went ahead and did it, but but uh, but it turns out that <clears throat> that when they were gonna have her um, do some parts in their song in their cover version, turns out that um, she died that day. Wow! No, I there. didn't know it was that day. Yeah, That's wild. yeah. So she was. I guess she was getting up and getting ready. I, I you know, I don't know um, yeah. how it happened, but um, yeah. So. Every every time you buy that song, it goes to charity of of, of um, what you died from. So yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Hmm? I love the Cranberries version of that so much. When I heard the Bad Wolves version, I was not a big fan. Right. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of their version of that. Right. Um, what I will give them and what i like is that they kind of changed some of the words to make it more modern like we, we today, have, yeah you know, right i think they changed it uh to one of the things like to drones instead of like instead of bombs or whatever yeah. and, I, and i was like okay make it more current i'm totally good with that that's that's awesome right um but yeah man i, I just it's so hard for me to it, zombie is such a great song and and it's it's another one of those songs that's kind of like made a huge comeback over the years, and it's probably because of Bad Wolves, but even before Bad Wolves did their version of it, I remember just people talking about this song a lot more, and right. then they did, you know, they did a cover of it, but no, I had no idea, um, you know, this this was all happening on the same day that she died. That's wild. Right. And and uh, I'm, I'm just looking it up, and uh, they, ha they also have an acoustic version of it, too. Okay. So I'm definitely gonna have to check out after after, yeah. after this. Great, sure. great, great song, great band, Cranberries, love them. Yes. Um, have you seen Tool at all live? No, I I, I would love to. 
um, but I have not. So they just released an album um, after 13 years of their last album. Yeah. And I found out why they did it. It's because they were so held up in litigations and lawyer stuff that they couldn't release a new album album until um, they did. So that's why they haven't been releasing albums left and right. Right. You know? But um, in 2006, um, well, no, hold on. Uh, I think this album came back in 94. It's the Under 2 album. Okay. And they, did, they, and they did a song called Sober. Yeah. Sober is literally their best song ever made. Yeah. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that, but it's true. My opinion, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so in 2006, Shane came out with their version of it, and it's good. Okay. And it's good, but I find the singer, um, who who, who is the singer of um, of, oh, Aaron Lewis. I find his uh voice kind of whiny, kind of. Oh yeah. So it doesn't fit the song, you know. I mean, the music is great. Don't get me wrong. The music is fantastic. Yeah. Just I I I I don't like his voice for some reason. Yeah. You know I've I've always found his voice a little bit nasally. You know. Yeah. But many people like it, so they're 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 million dollar band for a reason. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I'll go. Uh, I'll take. Uh, this uh this next one here just uh, tainted tainted love one. Uh, there's a uh, so everyone knows the song um, Tainted Love. Um, however, I I started out only knowing the version by Soft Cell that was done in the '80s. Right. And uh, I did not know that they that their version was actually a cover song of a Gloria Jones song from 1964. I did not know that. I did. Um, and then. Marilyn Manson covered it uh, in 2004 and did a, a good job with it. Um, but, you know, Manson's got good... He's got some good cover songs. He does. Um, and you've got it in your notes here. You know, he did Sweet Dreams. Everyone's everyone's familiar with that one. Sweet Dreams, yeah. Um, but uh, he, he also does a, uh, a cover of um, a Depeche Mode song. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar... With best uh, mode at all. Oh yeah, but uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I just thought about it, and it's a um, personal Jesus. That's it. Oh, okay. They did it. Yeah, they did it. He did a cover of Personal Jesus, and it's it's so good. Yeah, man, it is so so good. I um uh I I I was talking to my not my coworker at work, and he said, and I and I asked him what does. You know, when it was because he has a he has released a new cover song. I don't know what it's called, but I asked him what what does it sound like, and all he could say is he Marilyn Manson did up. <laughs> that's all you gotta say. That's all I like, can say. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. and that's pretty odd that I knew exactly what Marilyn Manson did. mean, you know, yeah. it's all slow and kind of kind of um, dark. You know what I mean? But but that's Marilyn Manson style. You know, so you can't go wrong with that. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, Maggie Mae. Maggie Mae yeah. was a song recorded by Rod Stewart back in 1971. It's a great song. Um, yeah. You know, wake up, I got something to say to you. I can't That's right. Yeah, I can't think of the crap, though, but. Oh, you, you sound wonderful. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you lying about, you know? Okay, Nobody, so right, so uh, right. Okay, so the the band Blur, uh, yeah, recovered and recovered, covered. I don't know. Uh, covered the song in '93. Um, yeah, it's a great cover song. Um, it's a little bit too much. Um, it sounds incredibly weird. Um, that cover song by by Blur. Yeah. Um, Blur is a very um band that you have to get used to. Um, I know that the lead singer of Blur created the Gorillas, and that's oh, probably his that. best thing that he ever did. Because I don't, I, I mean, he said like like one or two songs done with Blur. Yeah. Um, that are great. Um, but the Gorillas are like to the extreme, you know. Well, but, I didn't know that he started Blur, man. That's pretty. Yeah. Pretty great. 
Right. Or yeah. started gorillas. Started gorillas. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah I, I didn't either until my friend told me, but but it's great, you know. I mean, Megan Me is a great, a great song. Everybody should check it out. Um, yes. It's it's uh, by Blur, Maggie May. Um, originally done by Rod Stewart. Yes, I love Rod Stewart, man. So remember when I told you about the Foo Fighters um, medium rare album? Yeah, this was on it. A Life okay. of Illusion by Joe Walsh. They did it in 1981. Covered yeah. by Foo Fighters in night in uh, 2003. Yeah. Um, you can find it on um, Medium Rare, or um, you can find it on one of their albums that they put out. Yeah, um, I'm sure you can go to like YouTube or something and find uh, find a version of that. Um, YouTube seems to be a good source for finding some songs that are right. harder to find. On I iTunes. can tell you right now that you can find it on the album one one on one or one by one. Okay. Yeah, um, it's the it's the album with the black heart on it. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, like I said before, man, can't go along with Foo Fighters. No, um, not at all. I love Foo yeah. Fighters. Yeah, and and I'm amazed that you told me that your drummer played for Alanis Morissette. So yeah, that's, that's why that's that's pretty crazy. I had no idea. So the Foo Fighters is like one giant super group that just never quit. It wasn't a project, you know. Right, like yeah. they're they uh they they're from all over the place. We can do an episode on super groups. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it, but but it's so sad that that one band had to had to, um, potentially not willingly break up, form the yeah. Foo Fighters, you know, Nirvana and everything. Right. So, but I mean, we got a good good band out of it, so you know, that's yeah. a, you know. So, have you heard of Six Fits and Under Richer? Oh yeah. Okay. It's a great nineties band. I had to really think about it. <laughs> Because yeah. um, they have had like one or two songs, you know, that are good. Um, mm-hmm. But but in '99 they covered the song by uh, it, it's called "There She Goes." By, yeah. And I didn't know that was a cover song. Just like didn't know it either. The uh, "Tangible Love" song. It's uh, "There She Goes" and it's originally done by The Laws. L L L A A apostrophe S. I did not know that was a cover song. No. No, yeah, and uh, the law lived in 1988, so that's a long time. Yeah. So, um, it's always eye-opening when whenever you hear songs that other bands cover, and you find out that it's another person's song, so you can go back to their catalog and rediscover or re re yeah, and discover a whole another side of you know, I mean, what what they listen to. Sure. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's that's really one of the amazing songs. Um, there She Goes by The Laws. <laughs> do you want to do this uh, next one? Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, or, I'm going to do what? Or do you know who Mrs. Mister is? I really don't. Yeah, I'm oh, not okay. familiar. I'm not familiar with this one. Okay, well, okay, well, you're familiar with the with the Arctic Monkeys, right? Yes, yeah, okay. I know the Arctic Monkeys. Everybody loves the band. Everybody knows who they are. But one of the bands that I discovered uh, a couple years ago is called Ms. Mister. Yeah, that's a band created by two people, a uh, guy and girl, obviously. Yeah, and they did a cover song of the Arctic Monkeys called "Do I Want to Know." Okay. Um. Our, the Arctic Monkeys version is kind of upbeat, you know, and it's like a lot of drums um, going in and out. Yeah. Um, Miss Mister does it uh, very casually. And what I mean yeah. by that is they have just the piano, and I think they have some violins in it. That's it. Okay. That's it. And it's great. And, uh, and the girl is, is a fantastic, fantastic singer. Yeah, uh, I'll have to check into that. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that they were. I've never heard of that band. I mean, Arctic Monkeys, I have, but I've never heard well, of yeah. that other band. Yeah, Miss That's Mister. pretty cool. Right. They have uh, two albums out right now. I'm pretty sure they're working on the third one. So, yeah. yeah. So, check that out. Neat. Yeah. Um, well, I'll do this next one. Okay. Um, so, uh, this one is uh, uh, Stand By Me by Benny Kings. That's a, gr- I mean, just yeah. wonderful, wonderful song. Um, it's. it's that was one of my dad's favorite songs, so that song like holds a lot of meaning to me. Um, but uh, Florence and the Machine 
does a cover of that, and and that's that's really good, really good. Right. Um, Stand by Me was the I think they they came in with the with the movie called Stand by Me, right? And I yeah. Think, and I think this song. I've never seen it. it. I don't know if it's supposed to be uh, some type of like tie-in or inspired by the song or right. something like that. Right. But uh, I, yeah, it's. I think it's got Macaulay Culkin in it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I well, I'm not gonna tell you yes or no because I've, I've, okay. I, 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 I haven't seen the movie in like years either. Yeah. So, um, Stay by Me came out in 1961, done by Ben E. King, and yeah. redone by Florence and the Machine in 2016. Now, yeah. the only way how I know that this was a cover song was I was uh, going through the YouTube one day, and I'm like, hmm, okay. And I found out that, that Florence and the Machine did this song for a Final Fantasy game. Whoa, cool. Yeah. So, and it really opened my, opened my eyes to Florence and the Machine, because I never heard of the band before, honestly. Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard of Florence and the Machine before. Um, uh, they have a great song. Uh, called Dog Days, right. you should check out. Um, it and uh, just very like like the singer has a very she has a very distinct voice, oh, and I've voice always yeah. I've always been attracted to bands where I could hear them uh, and know exactly who it is just yeah. by how distinctive um, their voice is. Right, and, and um, the way she sings it is very soft. Yeah, and you can understand every word. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I like. Uh, do you have a favorite drug? <laughs> um, caffeine. Caffeine. Caffeine's yeah. good for you. Don't do <laughs> cocaine. Never. Although. Yeah, kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although J.J. Kell might have done it because he wrote a song called "Cocaine" in yeah. 1967. I think that. Drugs were running rampant back in the sixties uh, and seventies or something. Oh yeah, big time. No and also the the seventies because Eric Clapton covered that song in nineteen seventy seven. Ten years after the song came out, Eric Clapton yeah. says, "Man, you know what? I like that cocaine. So let me, you know, <laughs> let me redo it. You know." I had no idea. Excuse me. I had no idea that that was a cover song either. I love that song by Eric Clapton. I'm you know, there was a group of guys I used to play music with a good bit that worked with my dad, and um, they would just do a bunch of classic rock songs, and right. um, kind of opened up the door to that, and for me to get into bands like or uh, groups like Eric Clapton and uh, Bob Seger and stuff like that. But you know, that was one of the songs we used to always play. It's got that oh, really yeah. cool guitar riff. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, man, that sounds good. I had no idea that was a cover song. Though. Right, right. And Eric Clapton, um, I, I think that was his breakout song to get him more um, yeah. people coming to see him. Uh, right. It, it sounds like to me like every every song that we that we did um, potentially launched their career by just finishing or a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, cover songs can, can make or break you because there's some cover songs that cannot ever be played again. Yeah, and 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 all these songs are great songs. Everybody needs to check them out. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, uh, uh, so that was J.J. Kale in 1967. Cocaine. Yes. Bros. Lee's least favorite drug. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. If, if if I had if I went through a line of drugs, that would be the last one you would I, do, right? That would be the last one that I would choose to do. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so you want to cover this this um this next one? Yeah, you got a, you uh, got a few more. The noise. Uh, that's a that's a great one that I I I didn't know originally that it was a cover song, but I learned that a few years ago. Um, Quiet Riot was the version that I was familiar with, um, uh, and that was done in 1983. Um, but it was originally done by Slade in 1973. So there's another 10 year jump. And someone's coming out with their own version of it, right? And I did um, listen to Slate's version, and their and a uh, quite right really stepped it up a notch, you know. Yeah, made uh, it more hair metal. Yeah, they made it a lot a lot better. So yeah, I wonder if Slate got got any recognition from from them. Probably because it's a couple. Probably, of yeah. yeah. There's probably a little bit, but thinking about the time frame and that being in the '80s, right. I don't think they had access to music like we do now where we could be like oh and then pull it up like 
within seconds. Right. So I think it was a lot more difficult to get someone to agree to uh, let you do a cover song. They probably mentioned it when they played it live, right. but I'd imagine they probably didn't get a whole lot of recognition because I've never, I didn't, you know, it took me years to figure that out. True, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great song to, I mean, you can listen sure. to Flayed and Lungley. yeah, I know that song, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we got two more songs and they, uh, well, yeah, two more songs and then um, I we have already talked about Weezer's Aha, uh-huh. you can find that on the Till album. Yeah. Great album, great song. Um, Take On Me was um, uh, the band Aha, uh-huh, wrote it in 1985. You know that little cartoon video? Oh yeah, great, so great. Great video. So, yeah. uh, Weezer did it fantastically. Um, you know, the tail album, this album, everybody must own it. Um, yeah. Hurt. This was an originally a Nine Inch Nails um, song. Yeah. Are you a fan of the Nine Inch Nails? Dude, love Nine Snails. Who's not a fan, you know right? Right. They did so many albums. But yeah. um, uh, it was written in 94, um, and it was covered by Johnny Cash Ooh, in 2002. Dude. I love Nine Snails, but Johnny Cash made this song. You know what Trey Rizzo so did? He actually gave that song to Johnny Cash. So it's wow. literally his song now. Yeah. And... If you've never seen the video, oh my god, dude, you know. It's so sad. The video is going <laughs> to take you to uh, a plethora of emotions, you know, happy yeah. to sad to crying. Uh, that, that, yeah. That's sad. That just had me crying, you know, after it was over, you know. It's a tough It's so, a tough one to listen to, man. That's another one of those songs like we talked about before. It just triggers those emotions in you, you know. Right, right. And you can find that song, that, that Johnny Cash song, quote, yeah. quote, and the box set called Unearthed, or you can yeah. just you know download it on Spotify or anywhere you get music. Yeah. Um. So, uh, House of the Rising Sun is going to be our last song that we talk about. Yeah. Uh, you want to do you want to give them some some information about that? Yeah. So, House of the Rising Sun, classic song. Most of you know it. Um, originally done by Tom Clarence, Ashley, and Gwen Foster. Back in 1933. Mm-hmm. That is so crazy. We're coming up on this song being around for 100 years. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it was made popular by uh, the Animals in 1964. That's, uh, that, that's the band that I thought originally wrote the song. Yes, same so, here. Yeah. Same here. So they're the ones that really, uh, really brought that song into... Uh, it's some light there. And then Five Finger Death Punch does a great version of it. Yeah, um, they do. And uh, But I, I've i actually got two two more covers. Okay. Uh, that uh, some bands that have done uh, versions of that that is really, really good. Um, one of them being the Gaslight Anthem. Um, they, uh, they're, they're such a great band. I, I love the Gaslight Anthem. Please check them out if you haven't. Um, but they did like an iTunes session and um, recorded it live, and it's it's just amazing. But also, there's a uh, a singer. Her name is Lauren O'Connell. She does a version of House of the Rising Sun that was featured in one of the trailers for American Horror Story Coven. Okay, um, it was the first time I heard that, and it's so good and creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. And then I've got one more cover of House of the Rising Sun. Uh, we're going out with a bang here. But the White Buffalo, um, he's like a folk um, singer. Um, he did a lot of songs for the Sons of Anarchy TV show. Um, was featured a lot on that show, but uh, he does a really great cover of House of the Rising Sun, too. Hmm. Yeah. All great cover songs, man. Yes, wow. absolutely. People have a lot of a lot of looking up to do. These are all great Yeah, there's a lot of research cover songs to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, this has been the episode on cover songs. Um, yeah. You can always reach us on at windwordsfail at gmail.com or on Facebook at uh, slash WWFMS podcast. Yeah. Um, so if you want to be on the show or just recommend a, a uh, topic, uh, please contact us on one of those um, platforms. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, 
um, Google Play Store, Stitcher, or Spotify, or many, many more that we haven't, you know, told you about. Yeah. <laughs> we got so many stuff you can, you know, look us on. So, and always remember, when words fail, music speaks. Yes. So, I have been James Cox. That's my boy, Brosley, and we'll check out later. Later, guys. You've been listening to the When Words Fail, Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.